Hello and welcome to Healthline 3. I'm Terry Simmons. Today we're talking with Dr. Chris Shelby and Dr. Weish Coleman of Willis-Knighton Eye Institute. We're talking about cataract surgery and other ways to help you see better. We'll be taking your calls throughout the show and as a reminder, please make sure you're in a quiet room when you call so we can be sure and hear your questions and you can hear the answers. The number to call is 318-219-4569 and you'll see it at the bottom of your screen throughout the show. Thanks again for joining us, doctors. Thanks for having us. Sure. Well, let's talk with, start with cataracts, and I know we describe this all the time, but for someone who's maybe not quite understanding or they just want a new refresher, what exactly happens when cataracts start to form? Yeah, well, cataracts globally are still the most common cause of blindness or blurred vision, and a lot of people are confused about what is a cataract, and a cataract is simply the name we give to your lens when it's gone from clear to yellowish-brown or if it has any type of opacity in it. So instead of being clear, if it has any spots in there, we call that a cataract. It actually originates from the Greek word meaning waterfall. And so, like, you know, you look at a waterfall and it's kind of whitish. Uh, and back in the day, before there was cataract surgery, you know, people would get that white spot in the center of their pupil. And that white spot is a cataract. And, and cataracts can get so bad, they go from clear to yellow to brown to white. And we've all seen pictures in like National Geographic or you look at a dog that has a white spot in the center of its eye, that's a cataract. Oh, and the procedure actually in the terminology, you don't have a cataract removed, yeah. right? You do, you remove the cataract and then what happens? Do you replace it with a lens or what happens, what ha actually happens when you have cataract surgery? Yeah, so when, because the cataract is your lens, yes. all right, so yeah. when we take a cataract out, we are removing your lens, mm -hmm. okay? And that's why we put a lens in there. And back in the day, in, in the early days of cataract surgery, they would simply remove the cataract, which was your lens, and they did not replace it. You know, and I mean, I've seen pictures of my great-grandfather with these Coke bottle glasses because he had his cataracts removed, which were his lenses. None were put back in, and so you had to wear what we call aphakic spectacles, which were these Coke bottle glasses. You put them on, you know, it gives this magnification to their eyes. And a lot of people will notice that, yeah, okay, you know, great Uncle Jimmy or whatever, I remember them. or. Uh, and then now we can put lenses in the eye. So when we take your cataract out, which again is your lens, we can put lenses in to maximize your distance vision. We can put lenses in to allow you to see distance and up close. We can correct astigmatism. We can now take somebody who has a cataract and make them glasses free. So that's incredible. I never really thought about that all this time that we've talked about this. So back in the day, before they had lenses that they would put in, they would actually just remove the lens. You could go without a lens you and just remove it with, wow. Yeah, it's an interesting st story, you know, the history of cataract surgery. I saw a lady in clinic yesterday that I signed up for cataract surgery and she said, well, I'm scared to have cataract surgery. And I said, why is that? And she said, well, I'm, an, I'm a nurse. I was a nurse my whole life. And, I, and she was about 73 years old, and when she was young in her 20s, she was taking care of cataract surgery patients who would be in the hospital for a week with their head sandbagged, and they had to go, they didn't let them go to the bathroom or anything. They made them use a bedpan because they kept their head totally still. And the reason that they did is because back then, you had to make a huge incision, you had to sew it closed because you took the cataract out whole. The whole the whole lens came out, and now we leave the the supporting structures that surround your natural lens intact and we go through a little tiny 2.4 millimeter incision that doesn't require any stitches and we put a new lens inside that capsular bag that help, held your natural lens in place and I started explaining and she knows modern cataract surgery is a lot better but she remembers the old days she's like it was a pretty big deal yeah. but boy it's changed a lot you know there's a there's if you think about it from a technological standpoint you know an appendectomy hasn't changed all that much we can used to you had to open now you can take it out through a scope but you go in get the appendix take it out it's 
it's not dramatically different. This is dramatically different. It's it's a total different thing that's happening now. And fascinating. It's really yeah, incredible. We made a lot of progress. Yeah. We have Brenda on the line for you. Hi, Brenda. What is your question? Hi there. Um, I was just wondering, can lasering a floater cause a detached retina? That's yes. A, yeah, the short answer but really is, is rarely. Yes. Yeah. But, but it's incredibly rare for that to happen, but, but yes, it can. But it's rare. It, it's rare because usually floaters are caused by what we call a vitreous detachment, where the vitreous jelly in the back of the eye has separated and moved forward, and suddenly people see these new floaters. Well, that vitreous jelly is attached to the retina itself. And so in somebody who's younger, uh, that vitreous can suddenly pull on the retina and cause a detachment. Most floaters are right. there because that vitreous is already separated from the retina itself. And we've done okay. several thousand, huh? Several thousand. And never ha we've not had one incident, I'm looking for some wood, knock on wood, of <laughs> uh, retinal detachment. Or, we're not superstitious. Yeah, we're not, we're, not, we're, not super, uh, <laughs> very we're also scientific. very safe, and so we don't do things that are really cavaliering. Um, but most of these floaters that we see, we can laser them, um, and we have, we've had not one issue with retinal detachment or retinal tear. Okay. All right, so thank you so much. I appreciate you. You're thank welcome. You. Thank that's, you. It's a pretty good question because mm -hmm. lasering floaters, that's another thing that five years ago, if somebody came in with a floater, you'd say, hey, you got to live with it. It's part of the deal. Um, you know, floaters are normal. Everybody has floaters. Um, now we can laser them, break them into smaller pieces, move them out of the way of the vision. Um, and you know, this, this new laser came along and now we can do something for people with floaters, especially floaters that are interfering with vision. Because so some people, you can measure their visual reduction. They'll be 20-20 when it's out of the way. It gets in their vision and they're 20-50. You can laser those people. So this laser came along and we know that one of the risks of this is retinal detachment. So we said, you know, we, gosh, we'll, we see with the radius, we think it should be low. And I think it's probably not zero, but we've done a lot of them now, and we've not had an attachment yet. I think if we do 50,000 of them, eventually we'll have one, and that's not good. And, you know, mm -hmm. I think the risk, there's nothing without risk, so you need to have some significant yeah. benefit. But for people who have floaters that are symptomatic, especially people who, you know, they read and then suddenly they can't read because the floaters get in the way, it can be a game changer for mm -hmm. them. So, and it's a lot safer than the alternative, which is retinal surgery to go remove the vitreous jelly. Oh, true. So, okay. We have Vincent on the line. Hi, Vincent. What is your question? Do uh, cataracts or can cataracts grow back? So, good question. The the short answer is no. You know, the cataract forms where your where your natural lens is, and it's a clouding of your natural lens. When we do cataract surgery, we take that lens completely out, and then we put a new plastic lens implant in. But you'll hear people talk about the term secondary cataract. I use it a lot. That's kind of confusing because we say cataracts can't come back and then you say secondary cataract. But the, the structure that holds your natural lens in place called the capsule, when we do cataract surgery, we either by hand or use a laser to open the anterior front portion of that capsule. We remove the cataract through that hole and we put the new lens implant inside that capsule. But the posterior or back portion of that capsule remains intact. And if you imagine, you know, your cataracts may be like five millimeters thick on average. And then we're putting a lens implant in that's half a millimeter thick. So the radius of curvature of that posterior capsule, it had to be a lot longer to contain your natural lens, your cataract. And then whenever you put this thin plastic lens implant in, that capsule scars around it, and that's what holds it in its final position. And when it does, it just wrinkles on the back surface some. 
and we call that a secondary cataract because people can see that in their vision and typically what happens is is you see great right after cataract surgery and months or years down the road you say it's not quite as good it's because of a wrinkling of that capsule and uh, it can form a cloudiness and so basically we use a laser to shoot a hole in the posterior portion of the capsule the anterior portion's already gone and that clears it up so typically that's something that's only done once i've repeated that laser once or twice ever um, you know maybe out of 20 or 30,000 so uh, what, usually it's a one and done thing but about 50% of all people who have cataract surgery need to have that laser done at some po point between one month and 10 years after the original procedure. Does that answer your question Vincent? Uh, well yeah I guess but my left eye I've had cataract surgery on my left eye and, and it's, it's 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 not clear anymore it's come back or something's come back on it did you ever have a, a laser after the original surgery uh i don't think i had laser no yeah it's probably what you need you know let's take a look we always want to rule out we say this all the time on the show that you want to rule out retinal problems or other potential problems that can cause blur cause blurred vision but if it was good after cataract surgery now you feel like you're having the same symptoms of your original cataract, halo, glare, general fuzzy vision. It's probably a secondary cataract, and we can laser that off in the office. It takes about a minute. Wow. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. And it's completely painless. Totally painless. It's, there's two things in medicine that don't hurt at all. That's one of them. Really? I'm not sure what the other one is, but that is definitely one yeah, of them. That's one of them, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's, it's definitely painless. So how and, and immediately people see better. Really? Mm -hmm. And so, what is the procedure? Do you deaden the eye somehow, yeah. or are you awake the whole time? No, just, uh, yeah, you I mean, just go we in numb and it up, and it's at the, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, or we don't numb it up, we just dilate your eye. <laughs> yeah. You're at the slit lamp, which is the same machine we use to do an exam, uh -huh. and we just pop it like a can opener, poke a hole in there, literally takes 30 to 60 seconds. And most patients are like, are you done? Is that the laser? And then as they're walking out, they're like, wow, I can already see better. It's so, really cool. So they're sitting at the, so during an eye exam, mm -hmm. they're sitting at that, where they said, is that the one they blow the air in? That's what they're no, looking it, at? No, it, it's not even that painful. No, that blowing <laughs> air thing. <laughs> uh, good, that, compared to that's that. A, that's, that's the least popular <laughs> thing in the history of ophthalmology. <laughs> that was a method of checking pressure. Oh. It was the least accurate method of checking that, pressure that ever air, created. And the most yeah. annoying. So there's not an air puff, a, a pneumotonometer in any of our offices. Oh, Those okay. have been in the garbage for a long time. Okay. No air puffing at our office. No air puffing. Yeah. Another plus to come yeah. see you. It was convenient because you could do it quickly so people like it, but it was not accurate. It's a decent and screener. And everyone hates it. More okay. or less. So, huh. so you we don't, don't know anymore. Have okay, <laughs> we have something better now. All right. Yeah, let's do a lot better. Yeah. All right, we have Brenda. Brenda, what is your question? Okay, my question is, okay, my question is, does uh, vitamins, eye vitamins, will that help to get rid of cataracts? Hopefully not. No, I'm just kidding. Because <laughs> that would put us out of a job. So the, the eye vitamins uh, most commonly are used for macular degeneration. And there was a huge study done uh, called the A-RED study. And they, what they found was is that high doses of some antioxidants and certain vitamins like vitamin E, vitamin C, copper, zinc, xanthine, and lutein were incredibly beneficial about preventing the progression of dry macular degeneration. And so those are the, the vitamins that we mainly recommend for our patients. And in all transparency, I take uh, that vitamin on a daily basis, mainly because we all need vitamin E and C, 
but the studies are so potent that it prevents that dry form from progressing that I'm pretty sure it helps prevent macro degeneration to a certain degree. Um, Omega-3 fatty acids uh, are good for people who have certain types of dry eye, uh, but as far as cataracts are concerned, there probably is some nutritional variance to it. Um, there's some theories about glutathione and things like that as far as, as cataract development, but there's nothing that we know of on the market that will prevent cataracts, unless you know something. Don't know. <laughs> Does that answer your question, Brenda? Uh, another question I have is, should I have the surgery? Should I have the surgery? I mean, I, I don't like pain, but <laughs> am I going to have to have a shot or, you know, my eye have to be numb to uh, have the surgery? Well, you know, Brenda, you, you and I are on the same page. You know, one of my allergies is pain. I don't <laughs> like it very well, and I'm also allergic to needles. Uh, the beauty about cataract surgery is, is that it's... Uh, completely painless you know we don't give you any shots there's no shots involved uh, there is an IV that we give to sedate you um, and the eye is very sensitive but it's incredibly easy to anesthetize so using drops we can numb up the eye um, we do inject a little lidocaine little numbing medication inside the eye but it is a relatively painless procedure matter of fact probably 95% of the time when we're done with surgery most people are, will say is that it you know they've been waiting for us to get started um, but like my dad used to say it's all minor surgery unless it's on him then it's all major surgery so you know we, we understand that apprehension uh, and that anxiety and so but we have a wonderful staff uh, up at the, the surgery center and, and they make everybody feel right at home, very comfortable. Matter of fact, we've done surgery on, on a lot of the girls up there. Um, it, it's actually a very pleasant experience. And if, if cataract symptoms are getting to a point where they're affecting your quality of life uh, and that daily living activities, then it's time to have them taken out because they don't get any better, they just get worse over time. I feel better. Do you feel better, Brenda? Big point. I feel better. That was very reassuring right there. How do you feel about that? Did that answer your question? <laughs> that, that does, but I, I, sometimes I, I have allergic reaction to some medications and stuff, too. That's another thing that happens with me. I think that the medications we use during cataract surgery, are that's, it's ultra rare. I've never seen an allergic reaction uh, to some of the medicine that we use during cataract surgery. So I think that's, if, if you have something in particular that you're allergic to that we already know in advance, then we're for sure not gonna use that. So if you have a known allergy, you know, obviously let us know what your drug allergies are, but we can almost always work around that. Even people who are allergic to anesthetics and things, there's other options to use. So, and almost everybody's experience who's apprehensive, and everyone is, very few people come in and say, I'm really looking forward to doing this. But 99% of the time, after the first eye is done, they come back for the second eye and they're ready to go. Mm -hmm. They're looking forward to that because they realized it was not that big of a deal and it made a big improvement in their vision. Do you have any other questions, Brenda? Uh, yes, thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for calling. Yeah, thank you so much for calling. And the That's people it, thank you. You're welcome. Yes, ma'am. And the people I've talked to too, just like you brought that up, they'll have one eye done, and they once they get through that, it's like almost immediately they're like, when can I have the other one done? Yeah. They're ready mm -hmm. to come. I've never heard anyone say have any regrets, and and the fact that 
um, I, all the fears just go away. I've never heard anyone say, yeah, I was right. It's always a pleasurable experience. And we do, we do start an IV, so people who are nervous, you can get as much medicine as you need to relax. Right. So it's not, that's, that's not a big deal. Mm -hmm. We're prepared for that. Okay. Marcus, thanks for calling. What's your question? Yes, ma'am. How are you this morning, this afternoon, rather? Uh, I was uh, going to ask the doctor about, I use two types of eye drops, the Lubigan and the Comigan. I've been using that ever since I was diagnosed with uh, glaucoma. So uh, I was uh, trying to figure out, uh, it comes right back after I use the medicine for so many hours. Is that something that is common or is that something that the eye drops is working? Uh, and another thing, I need to ask you about a prosthetic. I have one eye taken out completely, so in in a sweep board, and I don't know the doctor's name that did the prosthetic, uh, but I need to find out if you guys can direct me into uh, uh, the doctor doctor that might can do the prosthetics. But I would love to find out the guy that did it for me before, because it was so complete. People didn't even know it was a prosthetic. But anyway, I was trying to get back at the eye drops, and I always feel like I got trash in my eyes. Is that because of the veins, or is that because of swelling, or is that uh, because of uh, uh, pressure? So, a few things. Well, let's start with the glaucoma. You know, first of all, if you only got one good eye and you've got glaucoma, you want to never miss your eye drops for sure. Um, and if you're on two two different drops, well, Comigan is really three drops, because Comigan plus Latanoprose, because Comigan has two <coughs> medicines in one bottle. So that means you probably got significant glaucoma if somebody's got you on that. And definitely the drops lower the pressure for a period of time. They wear off, the pressure goes back up. There's, there's other things we can do, like SLT laser that helps lower the pressure all the time. That might be an option for you. Um, but I'd be real religious about using the drops, especially if you only got one good eye. The, the drops, I'll go to the last part of your question now, the drops that we use for glaucoma can be somewhat irritating to the surface of the eye. They can cause dry eye to be worse. Um, and in some cases, you sort of just have to put up with that nuisance to keep from going blind from glaucoma. But you know, you can use artificial tears to lubricate the eyes, sometimes that helps. Um, and you can change some of the drops around if someone's completely intolerant of them. But in general, keep using your glaucoma drops if you wanna come in for an eval and see, you know, if there's something you can do to change them up or you tolerate them better, that's a possibility, or do some laser. Um, if you've got, um, and that would be my advice to anybody with glaucoma, use your drops, most important thing you can do. There's three treatments for glaucoma, basically drops, laser, and surgery, and you wanna try to avoid surgery if you can, sort of a last resort. Um, there are some things that we can do at the time of cataract surgery to give you better pressure control and perhaps get you off some of those drops. So that's something that's come along in the last 10 years that's, that's pretty great too. As far as the prosthetic, if you know a prosthetic is, is a really specialized thing, it's typically done by oculoplastic surgeons. If you had it done a while back in Shreveport, it was probably Dr. Bird who did your original surgery and he's great. He's the chairman of the ophthalmology department now over at LSU. Um, and then the guy who makes the implants, who does the, the, the custom implants are, is Terry Tronics. Um, and he's up at the Willisighton Eye Institute at Willisighton North. He comes there once a week and sees patients. So one of those two people is who you need to get in touch with for the prosthetic. That's really sort of out of our field of expertise, but we can point you in the right direction there. Uh, anyway, I can get a number, uh, if you know a number right off the top of your head, or, you know, because I, I'm, not, I'm not in Sweetport, 
I'm in another little part of that. I'm in Marshall, Texas. Okay. Yeah, I tell you what, I do not know the best way to get a hold of Dr. Bird. If you would call my office and say that we talked on TV, my office number is 212-5901. I'm going to... Okay, the, hold on. My, my, I'm a little uh, old now. You gotta, I'm a little old now. Give me the number again. <laughs> no problem. Take, take your time. It's uh, it's 212-5901. And area code 318, right. probably. And what is the area code? 218-590-318. Okay, I should have known that. 212-5901. Uh, my staff knows how to get in touch with both of those people. If they can't help you find them, okay. I'll help you find them. But we send a lot of people. We do a lot of referrals to those people, so they should know how to get in contact with them. Tell them we talked on TV and we need to get you set up. Now, do you uh, – <laughs> I'm so used to this. Uh, do y'all, do you guys, uh, like if, uh, I come around and do the surgery, don't have anyone to pick me up and take me, uh, is there any kind of, uh, facility, uh, that you guys have maybe will get me back and forth to, uh, to the surgery because I'm going to be completely blind with the one out and the other one with surgery. Is that correct? You got to have somebody bring you the day of surgery. That's a, that's a something that we struggle with all the time for people who don't have family members to bring them. You got to find somebody, and we don't have a good outlet for that. I wish that we did. I wish we had a better plan for that. Occasionally, somebody just gets admitted to the hospital or something if they cannot find a ride. Um, but you do have to have someone accompany you to have surgery uh, at the facility, and I, I think that that's a little bit of a burden. But it's only that one day, so that's yeah. hospital rules. But how long? How long will it last? Uh, since I'm here by myself. And I will have to have someone here. How long with the if I do the uh, uh, the uh, surgery? Uh, how long would it take for my vision to come back clear? I mean, not really clear, but so I can see. Uh, will I have a patch over my eyes for a certain period of time? You know, we we don't put a patch over the eye except for uh, right after you've had the surgery when you still have anesthesia. It's just a reminder not to rub the eye. You should be functional even right afterwards. Now, it may take a few days to get to your final visual acuity, but most people see better the next day. Sort of depends on that exact scenario, and every, everybody's different. But you only wear a shield at night. It's not like your eyes patch closed with a, with, with a typical cataract surgery. That's a rare scenario that you have the need to do that. So most people uh, you know, can go home and function right after the surgery's done. Okay, okay. Well, the sun, uh, uh, the sun in the sky, uh, with uh, with my vision, I mean, I have really bad pro uh, 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 trying to drive. Right. And uh, I, the sign would blind me in, in the state. Will will that be a problem once I have the surgery? Hopefully, that would uh, you be know, better. Like, you know, that's one of the benefits of cataract surgery. Usually, glare gets a lot better. And when you've only got one eye, and that eye gets bad, then you've got a big problem. You know. So we always say, well, yeah. we're hesitant to operate on somebody's eye when they've only got one. Well, you know you're debilitated when that eye gets bad too. My grandfather only had one eye and he let it get terrible before he had his cataract surgery done. Changed his life afterwards, but I have a little bit lower threshold. You know, if, if your vision's bad and you've only got one good eye and the cause is a cataract, I would I would not hesitate to do cataract surgery because it is very likely to give you a tremendous well, improvement. Uh, I'm gonna call your office and then I'm gonna get something set up. I either, I, the glaucoma associate is in Dallas. With uh, I do with uh, David Godfrey, and maybe you know him. Mm -hmm. He's my he was my doctor when I went to when I di got diagnosed with uh, glaucoma. So if I can get Joe facility to have that done here closer, 
than driving from Marshall to Dallas. I can go to Sweetport in about 30 minutes. Yeah, yeah. come on over. So I'm going to get all the information from you guys and see what I can uh, set up down there instead of going to Dallas. That sounds great. Right. Call the office and we'll get you fixed up. Thank you, sir. Y'all have a nice day. I'm sorry for holding you so long. I know y'all were ready to give me off the phone. Thank you, too. No, thank good you questions. We like good questions. Yeah, we really appreciate you calling, and good luck to you. Thank you so much. Yeah, those and were a lot of good questions. Really good questions. I mean, he covered a lot of things with one, like, Mm -hmm. Being monocular, I mean, when I used to teach residents, you know, they would be afraid to operate on somebody with one good eye. Yeah. You know, but what I would tell them is you got to treat every eye like it's the only one somebody will have, and then that way you treat every one of them exactly the same. You know, but the, the misconception is, is that people who have one good eye, of course, they're terrified to get it operated yeah. on. Yeah. The sooner we operate on a cataract, the better the outcome. So the complication rates go up the denser the lens becomes. And so the sooner the better. That's the take home. That's the take home message. Yeah. From that one. So it might be scary. Oh, yeah. But go ahead and do it. The longer you wait, there's more to be afraid of. Just go yeah. ahead, come in there. Okay. Exactly. We have Betty on the line. Hi, Betty. What is your question? I have a question that I have been treated for glaucoma, and the doctor recently I've been been out of town, and my drops are running out, and the doctor that I was going to had retired. And I was trying to see if I could get uh, into a place, into this place, uh, if you were to stay north or something, so I could have a check on all of them to do that. Could you hear that? Yeah, you, you tapered off a little bit there. What was the what was the question? Okay, I take uh, Rumagan, B-R-I-M-O-N-I-D-I-N-E, and yes. Tamarcula, I take three drops for, for, for the, but I've been out of the city, and the doctor that I was going to, Dr. Ellen Berg, has retired, mm -hmm. and my drops are about to run out, and I was trying to see if I could get into the the office there on the North, um, well, it's not North, so I can get some new prescriptions. The drugstore won't, won't fill the prescriptions anymore. Absolutely. Matter of fact, if you'll call 212-2020 right now. Mm -hmm. and tell them that you talked to us on KTBS and tell them exactly what uh -huh. you just told us. Um, uh -huh. They, we could probably, I mean, of course it's Friday afternoon, but we don't want you to run out of your drops, but just tell them the situation uh, and we'll help take mm -hmm. care of that for you. If nothing else, um, we can get in touch with the pharmacy to make sure you do not run out of those medications. But call 212-2020. Okay. Not any chance can I become a patient now that I'm back in Oh, absolutely. Matter of fact, that's, uh, that's one of the reasons I want you to call up there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we'll, we'll take care of you. That's not a problem at all. Uh, okay, thank you so much. Y'all have a blessed weekend. All right. Thank you, you, you too. You too. Thank you, and thank you for calling. You know, glaucoma is an interesting uh, case because glaucoma medications are one of those kind of like certain blood pressure medications that you just can't stop, you know. And so most of the pharmacies will actually begin to call or contact the offices. And so that, that's, it's not a dire situation, but yeah, we, yeah, don't run out of your medication. Don't run out. And how great that she was able to call, call you. Our you, know, you can yeah. only write prescriptions for a, a year. If you could write them for 10 years or forever. Perpetual, yeah. That's yeah. what I do for glaucoma medicine, because you don't want people to run out even if they can't get in for an appointment. But need to come in for an appointment. It's not like you can just refill them for years, but you know, we get them get them a few months and get them through. And yeah, those drops are more important. To Work sure. on getting yeah, you don't in. want to run out. Don't want to run out. Okay. We have Rosa on the line. Rosa, what is your question for the doctors? 
Well, I actually don't have a question. I just have a statement. I've had both surgeries. I had a surgery on both eyes. I came in on a Monday, had a right eye done, and Thursday to have my left eye done. And I just want to let the people know that are calling in with the nervousness that it's not that bad. Um, I was nervous that Monday, but when I came back on Thursday, it was smooth sailing, and it did not take that long. There was no pain. I love them. The people there, the nurses, the doctors, they are so sweet, and I recommend I recommend all of them. They are sweet people, and like you said, the pain, there is no pain, and they make sure that everything, you are comfortable. So I recommend them highly to anybody who needs cataract surgery. So go see them. Go check them out. We need to put you on the payroll. Yeah, that's right. Thank yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Send us your mailing address. I yeah. love them. Yeah. <laughs> I love them. So, yes, everybody go see them. They are the best. We, uh, Thank you so the much. The best marketing yeah. may be people like you. No, it is. Hands down. We appreciate that. And we, we do Thanks our best. Thanks for that. We're going to have to tell the staff at the surgery center about this call because I do get a lot of compliments mm -hmm. on that. People come back the day after surgery and they're like, they were so great. They are a well oiled machine. They do a great job. Yeah. They make us look good. And they enjoy it. And we yeah, can vouch for that I, too. I, I, I mean, sure well, yeah, I'll make sure that I've done the survey as well. So <laughs> thank you. I, yeah, yes, thank you guys are awesome. You are awesome. Health grades and Google reviews. Thank That's you. right. Thank you, Rosa. <laughs> you have a wonderful weekend. We appreciate it. And we really appreciate you taking the time to call in Healthline 3 today to let everyone know that. I mean, there's nothing better than having somebody who's actually been through it. And the main reason, you know, for your call was to alleviate the fear. And mm -hmm. that's the biggest thing that we want to hear and what we want to do for people. Don't be afraid. Let's plug the website, thecataractsurgeons.com, 212-5901, 212-3937. Yeah. Dr. Shelby's office, but you can always find us at thecataractsurgeons.com. All right. Thank you again thank for you. being here, and thank you for thank everyone you, calling in. We'll see you next time on Healthline 3.